1: Thank you for tuning in to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer. God's Word is powerful and full of life. It opens your eyes to how big God is and how big life in Him can be. So we pray that today's teaching compels you to grow and live a life bigger than yourself. Remember, you can listen to this message and more for free at gracechurchva.org. Here's Bishop Greer with today's Live Big message.
2: Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1 and uh, verse 18. And last week we looked at Mary and uh, this week we're going to look at Joseph. But let's go now to uh, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus... Christ. This may surprise you, but Christ is not Jesus' last name. Christ is actually a title. Uh, the Hebrew term translated Christ in the Bible is Mashiach. And uh, it's, it's where we get the word Messiah. And uh, the actual term in Greek is not even uh, Christ. That's more Latinized, if you will. It's Christos. So what, what's interesting here is that both words mean to anoint. And there were many people that were anointed uh, throughout the Bible. There were many leaders. There were many uh, prophets, kings, and priests throughout the Bible, but none were called the Messiah until Jesus. Now, the birth of Jesus, the Christ. Now, if we go back up to the first sentence in the Gospel of Matthew, you'll see that uh, uh, it names Jesus Christ as the Messiah. Now, to us, that's not such a big deal because we're 2,000 years removed, but, uh, uh, it was a bold and audacious claim to say that an actual Messiah had come in a specific and individual person. Why? Because uh, the Messiah uh, was 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 a universal idea. And actually it started uh, even before Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, And that might surprise you, it was announced at the very dawn of sacred history. And actually it's a yearning felt in almost every human heart at some point uh, in our lives. Let's go back and let's take a look at that. Genesis 3 and 14. So the Lord God said to the Serpent. Now, Adam and Eve had just uh, eaten the fruit and they had fallen. And what's amazing here is that the Lord immediately, right after the fall, uh, he meets uh, Adam in the garden and the Lord immediately predicts the devil's demise and his own ultimate victory. This kind of reminds me of my favorite Ali quote and you probably heard me say it before. He said to Sonny, listen, if you even dream of beating me, you better wake up and apologize. And, and this was God's attitude uh, toward the devil. So as soon as Adam and Eve uh, sinned, God announced a plan that would that had already been hidden in his heart even before he made Adam and Eve, before actually time began as we know it. And you say, well, well why did God do that? Why did God let this happen? How many of you have had children and you knew that at some point, uh, even before you had the child, that at some point in their life they were going to disappoint you and hurt you in some way, but you had them anyway? God knew that loving humanity would would at times not be easy, but it would be worth it. And he is a good, good father. Because you have done this, he's speaking to the uh, serpent here. You are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. So because of God's judgment, this once beautiful a creature. The Bible actually calls him uh, a beautiful uh, uh, early on, and we're like, "How could this this snake be beautiful?" Well, it didn't start off looking like the, the, what it does today. Uh, once uh, God's judgment uh, came on the stake, this this beautiful creature suddenly turned into this eerie, slithering, creepy, slinking, hissing snake we know today. And you could play with God if you want to. But when you dance with, with the devil, you don't get to choose when the song ends. So after speaking to the snake, the snake gave the devil permission to use his body. He then spoke to the devil himself or the spirit that had possessed the snake. Verse 15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman. Now, all of us are born naturally rebellious toward God. As soon as we hear a no. That is almost a challenge for us to do it. Tell the child, don't touch the stove. Guess what he's going to do? He's going to touch the stove, but not only, well, we're born naturally rebellious, but there is a little bit of, ch- of a check there. We're also born naturally afraid of the dark where little children are afraid of goblins and actually children have a greater sensitivity to the spiritual realm and, and less doubt about it. So they, they're afraid of, 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 of evil. So we we're born naturally rebellious, but we're also, uh, born afraid, uh, of the adversary. But what had happened earlier in that day, this snake, you know, it was it was a crafty, uh, very, very attractive creature. And so was the fruit on the tree. And what happened is uh, Eve and the snake became fast friends. But let me tell you something. One fake friend can cause more damage than 10,000 enemies. He says, I will put enmity between you and the woman. And then watch this this portion of the the sentence here, and between your seed, the devil's seed, and her seed. Now, here's the question: Did Moses, one of the most educated men in at the time in, in history, actually the Bible says that, uh, that this guy, you know, was with, he had the best tutors? Uh, some people say the Greeks learned from the Egyptians. Others say the Egyptians learned from the Greeks. But, I mean, he had tutors on a level of Aristotle and, and Plato. He lived in the most civilized uh, civilization of his time. Did this man forget biology one-on-one when he made this, this statement? He said, and the woman and between your seed and her seed. Since when does a woman have a seed? In biology and in the Bible, the seed is always traced through the male. So what is going on here? Watch what God says in scripture. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed, watch this, and her seed. Well, Jesus believed like like you and I do. God's word cannot be broken. So let it be written, so let it be done. God said that a woman would have a seed. So guess what happened? A woman at some point in history had a what? Seed. And then it says his his seed or, or this seed shall bruise your head. He's speaking to the devil and he's saying that the, the seed that's coming, you ought to be afraid of it because it will what? Bruise your what? Head so he's saying that uh, the seed of the woman would uh, produce a fatal blow to the devil and, and actually when you read this it's as if God couldn't wait to uh, announce uh, his plan of salvation and uh, his ultimate victory that was to come and, but it says that watch this it said you shall bruise his head speaking of the seed and you shall bruise i'm sorry he shall bruise your head he says it to the devil and you shall bruise his what Heal. Now, Spurgeon says it best here. He says, a heel was within a snake's reach. So Jesus taking on humanity brought him near to Satan's domain so that Satan could strike him. So this is profound. This is just a couple chapters into the Bible. God is prophesying of the coming Messiah. And likewise, just as, as was prophesied, the Messiah was bruised. The Messiah was battered. The Messiah was beaten. The Messiah was bound. And as Satan did his worst, God was at his best. Matthew 1 and 18. Let's go back. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. And what I wanted to show you is this didn't just come out of anywhere. Um, What happened in the Gospels fulfilled all of the prophecies of the Old uh, Testament as it related to the birth of the Messiah. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, before they came together, before they what? Came together. She was found with child Of the Holy Spirit. So uh, when she was found with child, this several thousand year old prophecy was finally fulfilled in this girl. Uh, Genesis. 22 and 18 tells us. Now, not only was that prophecy fulfilled, there, there are many others. So let's just take a peek at them real quick. Genesis 22 and 18 tells us the Messiah would be the offspring of Abraham. Now, Abraham had two sons, uh, and out of those two sons came uh, the, the the line that uh, the Messiah had to come through. And what happens is, uh, as time goes on, the prophecies narrow and narrow and narrow the uh, person or the lineage of the Messiah, meaning the Bible does not just say that the Messiah would be Jewish, which is very vague. It was specific down to the, 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 the T. So, uh, he's the offspring of Abraham. We see that in Genesis 22, 18. But in Numbers 24 and 17, it tells us he's also, uh, will descend from, uh, Jacob. So, uh, he's through Abraham. Uh, but he would also be through Jacob. How many brothers did Jacob have? Uh, quite a, a few brothers, uh, but uh, I'm sorry, Esau. It was Esau and Jacob. I'm sorry. I was confusing him with Joseph, but the short of it is uh, it didn't come through Esau. The Messiah would come through Jacob. Um, uh, but then it says uh, in, in, in Isaiah 11 and 1, that the Messiah would come through Jesse, and Jesse had eight sons. Jeremiah 23 and uh, 5 and 6 says the Messiah would come through David. David had six sons. So it's getting more and more specific and not just a certain family, but then certain members of that family. And to fulfill all this in one person is really, really uh, a big deal. And then Micah 5 and 2 says he would be born in Bethlehem. Isaiah 7 and 14 tells us that the Messiah would be born of a Virgin. Here's how a writer put it, and I want to read it exactly as he said it. Imagine that in Woodbridge, Virginia, ancient scrolls are uncovered, which were written 600 to 1,000 years ago. Some were written before the discovery of the Americas uh, by Columbus, and all were written before the American Revolution. Uh, The scrolls predict that someone in our generation, far after, you know, far later than the time it was written, will be born who is of the direct lineage of George Washington, called the father of our country, just like Abraham. This person will be descended from a long line of important founders of America, all of whom were born of uh, from Virginia, which is really specific. The scrolls further reveal that the person will be born in Calhoun County, Mississippi, in the town of Pittsburgh. I mean, this is how specific God got when he said that the child would be born in Bethlehem. And then on top of that, miraculously, the mother of this child would be a virgin. And then on top of that, at the time of his birth, dignitaries, it was predicted, would come from other countries and they would mysteriously know about him and would come to worship him and present him with precious gifts, believing that he was a special envoy of God. And then the boy would grow up and do miracles like none other in history. What are the odds? Verse 19, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example was minded to put her away secretly. So if Joseph was righteous, if he was a good man, and the baby daddy at the same time, why would he be thinking of divorce? Everything about what's clearly stated as well as the context lets us know that Jesus was born of a virgin. Because there's no reason... For Joseph to be a righteous man yet planned to divorce his wife unless he knew he was not the father and Joseph knew what he had done or what he had not done. But while he thought about these things, the Greek denotes conflict. Uh, he was deeply disturbed. He knew something of Mary. They had probably known for many years before uh, they actually uh, were married that they would be married. So he observed her and he he knew something of her and he was quite perplexed. Mary, you know, ha- had a baby bump, but but she's talking about the Holy Spirit did it. So you know, Joseph's a God-fearing man, but, but he's not stupid. And, uh, you know, he's perplexed. He's like, you know, somehow this resonates in my heart, but it can't be. It doesn't add up. What, 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 what is happening here? And then behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Now, how many of you would also need an angel to show up to help you believe something as extraordinary as this? In fact, I would probably not only need uh, an angel, I probably need some uh, uh Xanax, Ativan and and maybe some some Valium on, on top of all that. But what we see here is Joseph's faith was almost as great as Mary. And sometimes it takes just as much uh faith to be married to a star than to be uh, the star him or herself. Saying Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. All this happened in a dream. Um, He said, Hey, do not be afraid. He was frightened because on the inside, he was like, you know, I know this girl, but his brain was saying, you know what? Uh, You know, two plus two equals four and girls don't get pregnant without a a guy. So the angel said, Joseph, son, son of David. Now, by the way, Joseph was also in the lineage of David. So was Mary. Both of them came out of uh, uh, David's clan. So uh, often you ma- you married within the clan, if you will. And he said, "Do not be what afraid." So the angel came to 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 Big Joe here uh, to, to 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 let him know that you know Mary was was not in love with another man. I know what your suspicions, and I know the stuff that might be you know floating through your heads are but but she's not in love with with another man and only an angel could convince him that that she was not uh, messing around or on what we call today a stray vacation or straycation if you will she she had been faithful uh to her uh espoused uh, uh husband he said do not be afraid to take to you marry your what wife now stress is laid here on the fact that Mary was still entitled to be called wife why because she did nothing to forfeit the title so the angel called him what called her his what wife she, she 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 did nothing wrong for that which is conceived in her is of the holy spirit what happened in mary was completely of god it was completely supernatural and here's the thing if god can make the first adam from dirt What's the challenge in God uh, making a second Adam, if you will, uh, from the the existing uterus of of, of a little girl? 21, and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. And as I said last week, names in the Bible were chosen uh, by fathers. And this was an acknowledgement that God was his father. But secondly, we also know in the Bible that uh, names were used to describe the general character of a, an individual. And uh, Jesus' name was actually a common name. You find it in the Old Testament, Hosea and Joshua, uh, Ye- Yeshua, uh, you know, there's basically the same term, uh, Jesus. And that's why he was often called Jesus of Nazareth, because Joshua, or Hoshea, however you want to pronounce it, um, uh, it was a very, very common name. So when you said from Nazareth, you knew it was that Joshua, that 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 Jesus. But the name literally means God saves, God delivers, and God rescues. So what's said in the next verse should not uh, need much explanation because God names a child because this is going to be his general character, and and this is the single tag out of all the the words in the. Uh, Hebrew alphabet and, and Hebrew dictionary, forgive me, at that time. Uh, he chose this word because it best described what Jesus came to do. And then he goes on, though, to explain it as if it wasn't clear enough in the name. For he will what? Save. He will deliver. He will rescue his people from their sins. Not from their government, which they wanted, but from their sins. So here's the deal. If you've been impacted by sin, maybe you weren't loved. Maybe you can't love. Uh, maybe you were arrested, molested, or uh, uh, neglected. Jesus has an answer for both the, the the abused and the abuser. And he has the answer for the sin problem complete. So if you've been impacted by someone else's or your own, Jesus is the answer. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophets. So Jesus actually fulfills hundreds of prophecies, uh, in his lifetime from the old Testament. And most of them, he had no human ability to control. Uh, a a baby cannot control the place of his birth. You just can't do it. Um, a a baby cannot control whether or not his mother is a virgin or, or, or not a virgin. Um, uh, the, the baby can't control whether or not shepherds come to visit him or, or don't come to visit him. Uh, he was not able to predict, uh, his betrayal. I mean, it just as a human, um, you know, I, as a human, I can't tell what I'm gonna do half the time, much less people around me. So he, he couldn't predict his betrayal. Um, as a human, how could you as a human predict miracles? Um, but he, but that was done in, in scriptures. He couldn't uh, naturally with, without God, he could not, let me put it this way, predicts is probably uh, not the greatest word, but he could not manipulate uh, his manner of death. He couldn't make it such that they you know instead of him getting stabbed or or his head chopped off or what have you he could not have uh uh, uh predicted or or, or manipulated uh, how he he died um i can go on and on also you know the bible predicted that he would be uh buried with the rich how could he have predicted that um you know he died um uh, there's no way he can manipulate that um so uh, there was a lot of things that happened in jesus life that were predicted in the Old Testament that a human could not uh, manipulate, so uh, it had to be the fulfillment of prophecy. Also, Jesus had to come while the temple was standing. the temple stopped standing in 70 a d so he had to come in a certain slice of history as well so I mean we can go on and on about all that jesus fulfilled, but let's let 's go back. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. When we see the son, we see the father, Emmanuel, God with us. God was in heaven. That was the problem. So we made up different things about him and, and we can only kind of guess about his nature and character. But when he became Emmanuel, when he joined us on the planet, there was no more guesswork. If you've seen Jesus, you have seen the father. Then Joseph back to our main character being aroused from sleep. After the angels spoke to him uh, in, in in his dream, watch the character and nature of Joseph here. After he became clear about what God was saying. He didn't hesitate to cover Mary, to protect Mary, and remove any suspicion that might be in her mind that he didn't believe in her. This was an amazing gentleman. And when we hesitate to do what we know we ought to do, that hesitation in itself is a reply. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, when you know to do the right thing, do it. And as soon as he knew the right thing to do, and it was 100% clear in his mind, he woke up and got moving. And I think this is part of the reason why God selected Joseph. He was a man of action. Nothing happens until something or someone moves. And the secret to getting ahead is really getting started and 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 joseph again was a go-getter and you could see this uh by by the way he responds and he didn't care what nobody said about his woman or, or no one said about his his mary he was like you know what i'm gonna step up and, and i'm gonna do my part and i ain't crying about it i'm not whining about it dear god i'm gonna protect it you, you want to get to Mary, you're gonna have to come through me this was the type of man that joseph was being aroused from sleep so you know Here's the question. You know what's, what, 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 what's right. You, you, you know what to do next. Why aren't you doing it? Joseph, once he found out, he did it, even though uh, he knew there'd be some whispers. Even though he knew some people wouldn't understand, he protected his wife. And let me tell you something. Obeying God will not always be easy. Everyone will not always applaud you. Some people will disagree with you. Even well-meaning people will disagree with you. But Joseph didn't let that stop him from taking his wife and protecting her. And uh, even though, you know, that could kind of hurt a man's ego a little bit, but he didn't even let that stop him. Being aroused from his sleep, he did. He didn't just think about it. He didn't just pray about it. He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife. He embraced the woman that he initially questioned. So we see here, Joseph was humble enough to admit that he was wrong, but strong enough to try to fix it. And that's what we must do. We, we must be humble enough to admit, you know, what I, I was wrong. You know what? I, I made a mistake. But also try to repair and, and try to fix that thing. He didn't just say, well, I was wrong and then left the country. He said, I was wrong. And he went back and received Mary as his wife. And he treated her honorably.
1: This has been Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. Access this message and much more for free at gracechurchva.org. We also invite you to join the Grace Church family for worship online every Sunday and Wednesday on social media at gracechurchva or on our website at gracechurchva.org. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, live big.